Hey everyone, I'm Kate Galliford. And I'm Diana Silva. So I'm very sad to share with you all that today is actually going to be my last episode as a co-host of Retrospect. I am going to be graduating early, so that means I'm going to be turning it over to Diana from here on out. And as very sad as I am to go, I'm also very excited to say that for my last episode as co-host, Diana and I decided to invite two other former hosts, Corbin Gregg and Kevin Christopher Robles to join us in reflecting on what retro means to us and also how it's changed over the years. This is Retrospect, the official podcast of the Fordham Observer. Today we are joined with two very special guests. We have Corbin Gregg and Kevin Christopher Robles. Thank you so much for joining us today. Of course, it's wonderful to be here. Yep, it's great to be back on Retrospect. Kevin, I know you were the first alongside Jeff to bring these raw ideas of retrospect to life, what was the vision behind it and how did the idea differ from the real end product that you expected? A lot of the inspiration from the podcast came from sort of, you know, like looking at, you know, like what podcasts that like big news corporations were doing. So obviously a big influence was The Daily from The New York Times. And, you know, this was, you know, retrospect was part of like a suite of like new initiatives that like the then editor-in-chief Colin Sheely and managing editor Izzy Dupre were sort of like trying to get rolling, like the position of online editor, which hadn't existed until then was also part of this new suite of initiatives. And, you know, retrospect was really something that uh, I thought that I could really help bring to life. I actually came up with the name retrospect, which I, I personally am very proud of. And I'm glad to see that like, it's still in good hands and you guys are still carrying the torch on that. That's really what I wanted to do with the podcast was to create something with a legacy, create something that other students in years like way ahead of me would be able to carry on and keep going with and make their own and you know create a platform for students to really explore their interest in audio and podcasting and journalism in new forms of media. Yeah I mean it's interesting that you mentioned kind of the invention of the online editor position because that's what Corbin is doing now and I actually wanted to hear from you Corbin it's only been a few short months since you moved on from hosting Retro with me. But what has the transition into your position as online editor been like? Because now you're sort of on the other side of the process. Yeah, it's been really good. I credit Retro, uh, my experience there with my with a lot of what has prepared me for doing online stuff. So online, we basically put up articles on the website is kind of the core function of the job. And then online has kind of been transitioning into this other role too, where it's like we're kind of dealing more with uh, the digital content section. So that includes multi and retro and social and all of those different platforms. So we've kind of been like taking a closer look at that and kind of working with all of those sections. So my experience with retro there has kind of been helpful. So I kind of know the digital content production cycle and things like that, because it is different than producing a print paper. Work on that has been really good. Yeah, I mean, to jump in there, it's interesting to think just in a handful of years, none of us are very far apart in terms of class or anything. But thinking again, how quickly digital media itself evolves, I think everyone can agree it's one of like the most rapidly evolving fields. And just from when Kevin and Jeff began the podcast, and it was pretty strictly news, and seeing now what Diane is doing, and the way podcasts in general, popular podcasts are very like stylized and really branch into all these different Um, interesting mediums is really cool to see. And I think it just really speaks to how quickly things move. And I hope what a great job that, you know, the team following Kevin and Jeff has done, not to toot our own horn, I guess, with, you know, 
trying to keep retrospect into something new. And I'm really excited to see what Diana does in the future. I've noticed that being relatable is very popular among students. And if they resonate with something, um, they'll keep coming back to it and listening to it. So that's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to test out some things with Kate and she's been nice enough to let me just kind of weave in and just kind of test the waters, which has been really nice. And it's really crazy to see how the first episode of Retro is completely like evolved throughout the years. So Kevin, what's that like? What was that like the first episode of Retro and how have you seen the changes of the podcast evolve throughout your reign, but also throughout, you know, Kate, Corbin, and I. And before I answer that question, feel free to toot your own horn. Like the whole point of my wanting to create a legacy was that, you know, like my version of the podcast isn't like the best version of the podcast. You know, it's supposed to keep getting better and better as time goes on. And that's entirely because of you guys. To that end, when we started the podcast, like we really, you know, like we didn't really have any experience dealing with this sort of subject and in this format. So it was an interview with uh, then USG president Dimitrios Stratus. And the second segment was a taste test between like the various grocery stores in the Upper West Side. Something that we learned from the first episode, doing a taste test on a podcast, not a great idea. Um, because there's a lot of chewing noises and a lot of us making, you know, like aspersions about like store brand soda, which is, you can probably imagine is not very interesting to listen to. So, you know, like it, I think is emblematic. I I mean, you know, I really like pointing that out because it is, you know, sort of proof of exactly what I'm talking about, which is that this podcast is, has always been meant to be something that is continually built on. So you've got new people bringing new things, bringing suggestions, bringing improvements to it. You know, that very first episode, I'm honestly really happy that it's not that great because it just means that there's so much more room for improvement and there's or there's so many more ways that people can build on top of what Jeff and I uh, started with. Corbin, I mean, do you want to speak at all to in the year that you were working on Retro How, it kind of changed under you and I? Kind of what we were doing with Retro uh, over that year. So it would have been from like April 2020, which the start of COVID and everything, which threw everything off and was really crazy, to this past April after Observer roles and stuff changed. We were really focused on doing kind of retro exclusive content. We were trying to bring on a lot of different individuals like within the university community or even outside of the university community, but in New York City to talk about specific issues and kind of theming episodes around all of those things. So when we started, I think the first episode, I and Kate, you did, and then our producer at the time, Jackie, was involved with would have been, I had interviewed the USG president or who was just elected USG president, Lauren Reese. I think that's a very, uh, that's a good interview thing to do first, I suppose, since Kevin did the same. But after it, it really helps that the offices are right across from each other. Yeah, it does. So we kind of evolved from that. And pretty soon after, I think we had like one or two more episodes in between. We did our Pride Month episode, which was the first time we kind of did like this big, long, like 40 to 50 minute episode around one theme. 
and we brought on three different interviews. We brought on Fordham Clubs. We brought on uh, J.W. Walker, who is an activist in the city, who was doing a march uh, that month. And that kind of started this like entire process where we were then like, okay, well, this episode we're going to do is going to be about it's Women's History Month. We're going to do something related to that. One of my favorite things that we did a couple of times was we brought on Dr. Ng, who is in counseling and psychological services to talk about the impact of the pandemic on mental health and holidays last year. So I think just overall, we were kind of focused on retro exclusive content and doing like these exclusive interviews that I feel like really helped differentiate it more from other sections and kind of bring out the fact that it's like, this is new media journalism, we're doing our own reporting. You brought up like all these different types of episodes and all these different ideas that you guys did over the years. And I know that I definitely have writer's block, but I also have podcast block, which is like constantly coming up with content and just giving this content on a weekly basis. It's not that easy coming up with an idea and executing it. So anyone could jump in, like, how has each one of you dealt with podcast blog and running out like of ideas? I don't think I've ever been as stressed as when I was taking on retrospect full time. It's hard starting something new because people don't know what it is. And people a lot of the time just aren't interested in getting involved with it just because they're not really familiar with what you're trying to do. So when the podcast was first starting, a lot of the time, the ideas that you tried to get across or rather the episode ideas um, that you tried to do, some people who promised you interviews just wouldn't show up. Like they just wouldn't come down to the office. They wouldn't come in and record. Sometimes your equipment would break down. You know, sometimes, you know, like things just wouldn't work out. Like recordings got corrupted. Those were like nightmare scenarios that I still actually get, you know, nightmares about. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things where you have to be really on top of what's going on in the newspaper and and locally, because otherwise you won't be able to come up with new segments to replace the things that you thought were locked down. So when it comes to you know that sort of thing, I honestly I think the best thing you can probably do is just talk to your fellow journalists. Every journalist has blind spots. Every journalist that's why we have a whole team. So in the newsroom, just like you know, chat with everyone, like see what they're up to. And you know, like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to be like, hey, listen, we, I, like, we really need help with this episode. I think that you know, this section really has some good content that I think can contribute to the podcast in an audio format that works really well. So you know, just like small things like going to like a sports game where you can get a lot of good ambient audio, something that can like really invigorate the, the audio experience and like make it something that you couldn't get from just reading it on the page. Yeah, I think to add on to that, it's like when it was me and Kate uh, doing episodes every week, we had our fair share of going into our Monday meetings and not having any idea of what we were going to talk about that that week. And knowing that we had to put out an episode and contact a bunch of people to put get all of them scheduled for interviews within that week. So I think that the way that Kate and I kind of handled that was just kind of over time, making sure that we were kind of on top of it prior to like our meeting and like have just like a rolling list of ideas that we were constantly willing to work on. And also just like kind of being adaptable at the same time. So if somebody wasn't able to come on uh, to the podcast at the time, like having a backup plan 
Uh, the podcast has changed a lot and we have a lot more equipment now than we had in the past. So making sure, like making use of that, like handheld microphones, all of that stuff, like Kevin was saying, to get really good audio from a bunch of different sources, I think is really good and is really going to help Retro uh, move on into this new phase under Diana's reign. Definitely like the amount of like rapid fire creative work that would happen in like 15 to 30 minute Zoom breakout rooms during um, <laughs> our observer meetings between Corbin and I on Mondays. Like we're like, all right, in, in 20 minutes, we need to have an idea to share with the entire e-board. Like, what are we going to do? Um, and I think that we pulled it off every time somehow. And yeah, no, it's, it's remarkable to, to think about like where you just get these ideas from. And I don't know, I think we've covered between the four of us, a really wide range of topics that are very interesting. And I think Diana, you bring a lot of this like creative energy behind it. And you always have all these ideas and like they're ambitious and they're diverse and they're interesting. And I'm really excited to see where those ideas take us. The new equipment that Corbin showed me was like super exciting. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I just know the right episode to use for this. So I, I have lots of ideas. I said, I think that's good. Specifically for Kevin, I would just love to hear about how retrospectives kind of helped you in the professional field since you graduated and just kind of how it influenced your post-graduation decisions or how it kind of stayed with you in general. I think I'd be lying if I said that my creation retrospect was purely for the benefit of the observer. It was also something that I thought I could add to my portfolio. And, you know, thankfully, like, I think it really gave me a lot of experience and a lot of credibility when it came to applying to places that like really would give you an opportunity in the audio world. When I graduated, I started working for America Magazine, which is like, you know, like one of the big like Jesuit magazines. And, you know, like their offices are in Midtown. They're a really great organization. And I got placed in their audio team. So a lot of the work that I did was actually work that retrospect had really prepared me for. So I was, you know, at first I was just editing podcasts and then they let me be the voice of a podcast. And eventually they gave me, you know, the reins on production and post-production on like two of their big flagship podcasts. And actually I'm still doing freelance work for them. The experience that I racked up on retrospect really let me develop relationships with the people on that audio team. And they still come to me for work. Actually, right after this recording, I'm going to go off, like edit two podcasts. So, you know, I think someone who grows up, you know, in this uh, environment where podcasts are like the next big thing where everyone like asks you in addition to like what movies are you watching and what tv shows are you watching it's what podcasts are you listening to there, there are a lot of people out there who really love podcasts and i think retrospect is a wonderful place to really train young journalists into becoming like the sort of journalists that we need in this day and age i actually find editing very like calming i like doing it i like testing out new things and, and just incorporating different things I think the favorite one I have so far is a true crime one we did, Kate. But it's really cool to see how useful podcasting is and how it's growing um, around us and how it's becoming a more day-to-day like question rather than just, so what book did you read or what are you doing? It's, oh, what podcast are you listening to? And it's very like versatile, something you can listen on the way to work or um, during your workout. And for Kate, uh, as a farewell episode, closing a chapter with retrospect, what has been your favorite part of retrospect and what does this like, or what has this podcast meant to you? 
I definitely have had like favorite interviews and some favorite episodes and that kind of thing. Cord mentioned earlier our Pride episode talking to J.W. Walker was really cool. Like that was just such a interesting and unique interview and I felt really lucky that I got to do that. We had an episode about the Target that opened on Broadway and 61st or wherever it is that was honestly just like people on the Observer laughing and having a good time. That was really fun. And then the True Crime episode was really cool. Talking to Jeremy Lyman, who was a co-founder of Birch Coffee, my favorite coffee place in the city, that was also really cool. I was so excited when he agreed to do that. And I feel like the underlying connection between all of this is that obviously retro kind of gave me an outlet or a means of like just having human connection on a regular basis. And Corbin and I had so much fun, even like in the midst of all the stressful aspects of retrospect, we would end an interview on Zoom and then just like talk about things on Zoom as chaotic as it was for like the longest time. And just seeing all these faces and talking to all these new different people that I feel like I never would have been able to if it wasn't kind of under the guise of interviewing them, just obviously given the circumstances of the last year. And that was really important to me. And it's something I really cherished about retrospect. And I think that that goes beyond just, you know, living during a time of isolation, I think in general, this podcast connects you to new people and hopefully connects people outside of the podcast who are listening and makes them feel like they're taking part of something. And that has definitely been my favorite part. It's, it's so funny that you say that, Kate, because um, that I had the exact same experience uh, when I moved to remote, when I was uh, doing my last couple months of hosting retrospect, like almost every single one of my interviewees would be like, no, let's, let's, let's just chat for like way longer than the actual interview lasted. Just because I think everyone was so bummed about having to go home and especially like the seniors that I interviewed just wanted to hang out with the people that they knew in college again. And, you know, it was a great opportunity with retrospect to like reconnect and like chat and just like feel like you had a social life again after just being struck by this horrible pandemic that nobody was expecting. You know, I have such complete and utter faith in Diana. I think that I've already said it before. I'll say it again. I'm not afraid that I just love the energy in general and the creative energy specifically that you brought to the podcast. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. So with that, I didn't know if anyone wanted to share some parting wisdom or advice for Diana. She moves forward with retrospect. I would say that the most important thing that you can do for retro to make yourself happy and make the best episodes that you can is to constantly be doing things that are interesting to you. I think the best way that you can make really interesting content and have the most fun is making retro your own, adding your own personality to it and making sure that when you do every single episode, you're just having a good time. Make sure that you're doing things that are fun for you and have a good time with it. So I think if I were to give any parting advice, which I don't think that you need, I think you're going to do fantastic. That is what I would say. Yeah, just to echo uh, Corbin's point, like it is so important to take care of yourself when you are doing these uh, long editing sessions. Like it's, it can be really tough, especially since it can be really isolating at times. And now you said that it like makes you feel like you're, you know, like in a Zen-like state, but you know, like once if you're in it for too long, it kind of can feel like a slog. So make sure to, you know, like hydrate, you know, eat something, you know, get your energies up, make sure that everything is uh, 
working out because it really you can really feel it in the episode in the in the final edit when you know the the person who's doing it has a has a real drive and passion for what they're doing and you know i think continuing that and i think finding people who have a passion for that and building your team so that uh you have a really strong collection of people who really believe in what you're doing and in what retrospect represents not just for the observer but for fordham and for student journalism i think is the crucial aspect that will carry retrospect through to the future and beyond that's my advice um just uh keep on trucking and make sure that uh, you take care of yourselves and make sure that you don't forget why you're doing this in the first place i'm gonna insert myself in here too diane and speak but my advice is definitely to keep pushing the boundaries and I think we've talked a lot about digital media, audio media already. And I think there are so many interesting stories and there will always be interesting stories that will never stop. But what it is about retrospect is sort of, we have to ask ourselves like, why does this need to be a podcast episode? And why does this need to be audio? And why can't this just be an article or some other visual media? And I think it all depends on how you're delivering the story and what you're doing with the audio and how you're enhancing it and delivering it to listeners. And I think just continually innovating what you're doing and expanding the format is really crucial to the future of retrospect. And I have, I'll say it again, I'll keep saying it. This is the Diana affirmation episode that I can't wait to see what you do with it. And I have complete faith in you. Thank you. I feel like I, um, I'm going to try my best and I know that Corbin has been very nice to offer his help. And Kate, you said that you'd always stand by I ever needed to well it's I'm very supported so I feel comfortable at the moment so thank you for the advice thank you so much to Corbin Kate and Kevin for joining us today Kate it's been amazing to have you as my mentor for the past couple months and I'm sad to see you go but you'll always have a special place in retrospect thank you yeah and thank you Corbin and Kevin for coming back can't wait to join the pantheon of former retrospect hosts soon. Thank you so much for coming back. I appreciate it. And thank you, Diana. It's been great, obviously. Yeah, thank you so much for having me back. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks so much. It's great to be on Retro again. And I'm still at the Observer, so I can always find a way to be involved with Retro or do whatever. So I'll be annoying like that. And yeah. <laughs> Strong ending. Thank you, Corbin. <laughs> This has been Retrospect. Thank you again to Kevin and Corbin for coming on. Kate, it's been really great to have you as my mentor for the last couple of months and have you teach me the ways of retro as you've been onboarding me into this world of podcasting. It's been amazing and fun and crazy and I wouldn't have had it any other way. I'm going to miss you so much and I'm so excited for you as you move on to a new chapter in your life. Retro is always going to have a special place for you, so I'm sure we'll interview you many times in the future. So I've said it a million times already this episode, but thank you, Diana, for all the hard work that you put in a retro and I'm going to miss you too. And please know that I will be faithfully listening from the outside from here on out and hosting retrospect just has been such a wonderful and unique experience. And I'm glad that I got this year in and I'm so grateful to everyone involved in producing the podcast, you know, in the past and obviously Diana, you're taking over now and of course, to anyone out there who might be listening and who has frankly ever listened to any of our episodes, thank you so much. This is why we're doing the podcast. That's what makes it special. And I'm going to miss everyone involved in retrospect. So for the very last time, 
I'm your host, Kate Galliford. And I'm Diana Silva. As always, please take care of yourselves and goodbye for now.